Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. <laughs> it is time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I'm always telling you guys, it just shows a miracle. Working on my earplug here. Bear with me a second. I got a little clip back here, pulling it too tight. Uh, this show's a miracle. Let me tell you why it's a miracle. Found this one out today. I was having a conversation with our web guy, Jared, yesterday, and, and uh, Spencer saying, Listen, why is my computer, why does it keep freezing up? I said, It's so hard. Sometimes I'm trying to, you know, I'm, maybe I'm taping something or whatever, and I'm logged on. Next thing I know, it pops up on my screen and it says, uh, um, connection lost or something like that, and it starts spinning. And I said, I don't know if I've lost connection or people are hearing me. I'm on my show. I'm talking. People say, Coach, I can't hear you. What's going on? It's not Coach. You're freezing up. I, I get so sick of it. I'm sitting in my multi-million dollar studio, and my inter- in my, I got an internet boost. I paid extra to get an internet boost, and I still can't get on. So I called Jared. I said, what that's going on? I said, nicer than that. Jared said, well, I don't know. We checked about everything we can. Maybe uh, maybe your router. Says, your router working? So I went over on the grounds where my router is. Router and two things. they got a router and a, something else over there. I said, I don't know. He said, well, call your cable guy and ask him about your router. So I did better than that. I grabbed my two routers, took them into the cable guy, girl, tattoos on her and a mask. I almost walked out. And I take my two One's called a router. What's the other one called, Spencer? A router and a modem. I walked in there with my router and my modem. And she looked at the, she put them up on there. And she typed in her computer. And then she looked at me with those eyes like you, like she can't believe what she just said. She said, sir, these modems are from 2017. And I said, well, I drive a car it's from 2017. What, what do you mean? She says, no, you don't understand. A modem is only made to last maybe two years. Because as the technology changes, we have to upgrade the modem. So she gave me a, two brand new modems. She gave me a new modem and a new whatever. So we shouldn't have that problem anymore. The miracle is, how in the heck has this thing functioned on 2017 modems? I, I don't know. But luckily, hopefully, those problems are problems are going to go away. Hey, don't forget, those of you interested in going to the Carry My Day event tomorrow night, Paul Goslin's going to be there too. Paul Goslin, Carry My Day, a bunch of other. It's going to be good because it's going to be kind of a bunch of huddle folk there are going to be there as well. If you want to go to that, it's free. But you have to email me, coach at coachdavelive.com, and say, Coach, sign me up. I want to be there. I want to be there. It starts at 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock, and we're not telling everybody where it is because we don't want people just to show up randomly who didn't tell us they were coming. So if you want to go, email me. I'll put you on the list, and I'll tell you where to be. And that's tomorrow night, Wednesday night from 6 to 9. Casper uh, McLeod's going to be there. Brady Bowles going to do some music. we got Coach Dave's going to be there. Dr. Kerry Madej, Dr. Paul. Go- what a crowd tomorrow night. So, again. Email me today. No, I'm not going to fly anybody in. And then we got that Pennsylvania event coming up this weekend. What's going on, Bobby Lee, Ohio or Pennsylvania, Brett? Somebody tell us all what's going on in Pennsylvania this weekend. Neither one of them are saying anything, so they're both sleeping in this morning. I know they're not. They're going. They're, uh, there's an event going on. Is it? We probably don't even. Do we have it up there? Texas Salt and Light Brigade. I, hey, listen, folks. I've been dropping the ball. January 21st. Let's move beyond that. We'll get to that. Anyway, wake up, Bobby. Never calling you again. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. Anything for the good of the group? Before I move on, 
Yes, we want to organize an event in your town. Yes, we do. Yeah, we want to do it. We want to expand the Salt and Light Brigade. We're making a difference all across America. Uh, two things I want to show. Number one, first of all, you guys ever seen a demon? I'm going to show you a demon. Hey, uh, Spencer, pull up uh, the first thing that says demon on it there. Pull it up. I got this yesterday. I had about four people send this thing to me. Actually, this originated with Carrie Lake, who's running for uh, governor in uh, Arizona. And this was, uh, first of all, you got to find it on Twitter, which I don't have Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I don't, I, I do, but I don't, I just ain't got time. To. So this was a, a thing that popped up on Twitter. I see Spencer's working hard on it there. Are we going to be able to get it up, Spence? Yeah, he's he, there. He said, he said, yeah, that's so he's working. He's working to get it up. Myra, this would be a good time for you to come in and say good morning, Saints. If you want to do that, this would be a good time to do it. All right. Good morning, Saints. How are you doing? Good to see you. <laughs> Great. Okay. Anything no. else would you like me to say? Would you like me no, to No, no. I thought maybe you had a scripture for okay. us today. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Okay. Here we go, folks. This is, a, this is down on the border. This is a human trafficker on the border. And it's very, very short. It's a minute, 16 seconds. You ever seen a demon? Watch this. Go ahead. Okay. They're arresting her, of course. Human trafficking. Ma'am, put your feet in so we can close the doors. Okay. I'm just going to close the door. You stay right there before we move. Hey, hey. Hey, calm down. Hey, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Back up. Back up. Back up. Hold on. Hey, get, a, a get your foot back, get in, your there. Foot back in there. Yourself. Get you're your foot back yourself. in there. Ma'am. Ma'am, we're going to have to tase you. You're not going to like that. I don't understand what you're telling me. Put your feet back in there. Bro. We're going to have to... Uh, well, you can shut it off. The only time I've seen a demon like that was the last time Baker Mayfield threw an interception. I saw got a lot of guys act like that when the Cleveland Browns get beat, but the, you don't uh, very often see see something like that, folks. Got a lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, we're winning the battle. Told you that we're winning the battle. And before I dive into it, I got a bunch of hands that popped up, so I want to make sure I get them in here. I'm going to show you some evidence today that we're winning a battle and some of the crazy things going on. Revelation 2015, that's Jerry. Come on in, Jerry. This, I, it's not the twist. say the eyes never lie. The eyes never lie. The eyes never lie. You can see those dark, dark eyes. That's right, brother. Reggie. So, Coach, I can testify that that truly is a possessed person. I have uh, been to many exorcisms in present, and that is the same. It's a, it's, it's a distinct sound. And she is, that's, that's a real demon. That is absolutely. And I'm really surprised that these uh, border agents don't know how to deal with this. Like they need to be trained up. (laughs) Yeah. So they're being protected somehow by God because she could tear them apart. Yeah. Maybe they don't have the Holy Spirit in them, right? The average average Christian wouldn't know what to do if confronted with something like that, right? It's craziness. Kevin, come on in. Kevin Van Story, unmute yourself, dude. Please, then then Chad. Or Chad, then Kevin. Go, Chad. Well, Dave, I think it's important that we show that we showed that. And then how do also would we able to be able to handle it? This is a great observation here at uh, whoever sent that video. That was uh, that was well well documented on that. Yeah, we have to like, be submerged in this and be exposed to it because most people are like, "Yeah, I know what demons are, but I, you know, I'll, I'll handle them." You know, I mean, she pounced at him, and then, and then, the, <laughs> you know, I, I tell you, I, I tell this story before. Uh, not, not braggadocious, please don't take it that way. We were in uh, Indianapolis at uh, Operation Save America event on the square in Indianapolis, whatever they call that thing downtown, and uh, some girl comes up and. Next thing you know, a couple guys are over there. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to minister to her or whatever. 
And uh, somebody comes up and grabs my arm and says, Coach, you got to come over here, man. This lady, this girl's nuts. This girl's nuts. So she starts in. I walked across the street, and this girl starts in. And, and uh, she, clearly, she's not, there's no, nobody home, if you know what I'm talking about. You can see it in their eyes. There's nobody home. And so I, I uh, uh, thinking I'm some bigwig, I said, hey, I commanded that demon to, to, uh, to identify himself. Who are you? I, you know, again, demons are under authority. I come under authority. In the name of Jesus, I command you identify yourself. Who are you? And I bow fell over as she whispered, her eyes stopped and they went dark. And she looked at me and she said, I'm Lilith. Now, hair went, stood up on the back of my neck, neck, goosebumps went down my back. And I talked to her for a while and walked away and got out my cell phone and Googled Lilith Spencer. Google Lilith, L-I-L-L-I-T-H, L-I-L-L-I-T-H, Lilith. She told me she was Lilith. I'd never heard of it. It was Lilith. Oh, it's a female figure in Mesopotamian Judaic mythology, alternatively the first wife of Adam and supposedly the primordial she-demon. Lilith is cited as having been banished from the Garden of Eden for not complying and obeying Adam. She's mentioned in biblical Hebrew in the book of Isaiah in late antiquity in Mandean mythology and Jewish mythology and sources from 500 CE onward. Lilith appears in history as history incantations incorporating a short mythic story in various concepts as localities that give partial descriptions of her. She's mentioned in the Babylonian Talmud and the book of Adam and Eve, Adam's first wife, Zohar Leviticus. The name of Lilith stems from Mitu, the Akani word, which is related to Hebrew with word Lilith in Isaiah 34, 14, which is thought to be a night bird by some. Anyway, <laughs> Lilith showed up. I'd never heard of Lilith. Lilith. I'll never forget that. This stuff's real. Come on in, Betty. Good morning, family and Coach Dave. I I would really love to hear something on this kind of stuff. You know, uh, demon pos- you know, demon possessed. I kind of believe, but I didn't know too much about the attacks. You never know it until you experience it. Uh-huh. And it would be nice if, like, even Reggie or Stephanie or you or somebody would give us an insight of what to do if we can do it at the time of the attack. Yeah, well, isn't that some Clay Parker just emailed me this morning. He watched a video teaching last night on that very thing. Clay, are you in here, bud? Are you in here? And I don't know if you, if you yes, are, sir. Clay. Yes, sir. I'm in here, Coach. And Clay, uh, this, this Clay, is maybe a you can seminar. See, if you can find that seminar and stick it in the link, it might be good for people who maybe just put it in the chat. Might want might want to check that thing out. Hey, folks, listen. It's we gonna are be so- several. It's going to be several weeks long, Coach. So I'll fill okay. people in on. Okay, there you go, Betty. Folks, listen. There's so much we don't. There's just we've been taught. I'm I'm gonna get into it here in a second. Okay, this is what, what what the Lord's laid on my heart. So, Betty, it's real. It is real for sure. It's real. So, uh, unfortunately, I actually found out after five hours. It was not. But, uh, my people were destroyed for lack of knowledge. We don't get what's going on. Lilith, Joe Allen, come on in, and Myra. Well, at that time we was at that gay pride parade. Mike Blake and I got rid of the witch and put her out in the street. So, so we, we came across a lot of it. Hey, Joe, the earth shook when she hit the ground. I yeah, remember that. Well. The ground, all right. That cop I'm, couldn't believe it. I remember that for and sure. The, remember that for the, uh, sure. Doug Hadman has a, uh, a book he just put out on a dark side. Yeah. Amen. Be prayed up when you get into that stuff. Myra, come back again, Myra. Yes, uh, we spoke about that. Um, I was asking you, Coach, in when we were in Maryland, the Maryland um, event, um, that we have to be ready to do that type of work as Christians because just our princess is going to bring them up, you know, and they want to show up. And we have to show up that uh, Jesus' power is so much powerful to what they can do to us um, to be prepared. And um, I just want to read um, Psalm 24, 8. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Psalm 24, 8. Thank you. Why would he have to be mighty? 
And why would he have to be mighty in battle? And I think uh, if we were all honest, you would all raise your hand and say, Coach, I've been in church for 30 years and never heard one teaching on the demonic and how to fight it. Would you? How many of you would raise your hand and say, that's me? 30 years in church, 50 years in church, never heard the first thing about it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, against evil spirits in high places. We know it. There it is. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We know what the weapons are not. They're not carnal, but they are mighty. Through God to the pulling down of the strongholds. So there's the picture painted for us that our wrestling match is in, it's supernatural. It's a supernatural extra extra dimensional battle that's going on. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, natural, but against these demons, these spirits, these these things that we can't even see. And what? Weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to do what? To pull them down. They're not supposed to be in power and authority. They're not supposed to be. They're, they have a power and authority because we don't understand our power and authority. Jesus said, go ye into all the world. And I, uh, what? Teach them to observe all I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always into, even to the end of the age. To go teach, teach them, right? To observe. Oh, I got, boy, I'm so, I'm, Lord's putting this together inside of me even right now as we're doing this. What I want to talk about here this morning. Come on in, Emma. L- listen, can I tell you something? I ain't got this whole demon thing figured out either. And I know it's you. And I know when I'm dealing with one. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this, folks. A lot of the demons you're dealing with, they don't have black eyes. And you don't notice, you don't recognize them as demons. But they are evil spirits that are, whether they are possessing, oppressing, influencing, whatever, you run into them every stinking day. Don't think you don't. You Amen. Don't. That's right. Called, a lot of times they're called familiar spirits. Amen. Yeah, talk, all the time. Speak, yep, we were speaking the other day. Remember, I was talking about no weapon formed against just who are prosper, that sometimes specific spirits come to you because they're familiar to you, because they know that they can impact you. They know that they can, they, they know that they can make you scared. They know they can make you nervous. They know they can steal your joy. They know they can influence you. Those are familiar spirits that come to you. And because they're used to you, they know how to, and I say, I say it all the time, uh, go back and forth, say, listen, don't, folks, a demon enters you through thoughts, through thoughts. Don't give life to your thoughts. In other words, don't repeat what you think. Don't always repeat what you think. That's because right. That's the that's only right. way the enemy knows that he's having an impact on you. And so if you, if you say, what? oh, I just know this is going to happen. The demon heard that. They hear it. They know. Help me out here, Reggie. Am I doing okay? Folks, they don't Hang on a second. Folks, these demons, they just don't come like we expect them to come with long fingernails and purple hair. They don't always come. Sometimes they come when you stand up in a school board meeting, Jeff, and you begin to speak to people who are impacted, influenced by their own demons and don't even know that they are. And can Christians be influenced by demons? Yes. Can they be possessed by demons? Hey, that's that's enough. Not if you have the Holy Spirit, probably. But to think that you're just born again and demons aren't going to impact you and influence you. How stupid are you? That, that's the whole battle that's going on. By the way, the one battle we don't talk about in our churches. And people are oppressed and possessed in church. And pastor doesn't. Can I tell you why? My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Come on in, Paul. I love that quote, but you should always follow that quote up by um, the other part of that quote, quote, by knowledge the righteous are delivered. I guess that's Proverbs 12, 9. By knowledge. Yes, the righteous are delivered. (laughs) My knowledge that's proverbs and the reason i'm saying this is i don't know anything this information comes to me you know what i'm talking about i mean you're brilliant when you come up with this stuff but you know this demon stuff this is this is, ted bundy was a demon okay very charismatic guy right yeah I had, a, I had a very charismatic person in my life it just was evil till he 
Oh, man, they'll wear you out. Yeah. So this, this Mills character I found out yesterday, she's stalking me through uh, confidential informants and private investigators right now. This they is the governor. The governor. Yeah. So she's, uh, a, she, folks, she's demon-possessed. Is she a demon? I don't know. She's demon-influenced, right? Folks, come on. She's definitely evil. God. Yeah. We're big boys and girls here, aren't we? We're big boys and girls. You're, 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 folks, you're on one team or the other. You're controlled by one spirit or another. You're either controlled by the Holy Spirit or some other slew of other ones. The Bible calls them legion, right? There's a lot of them out there, right? We don't know whether they came from, said, well, it's the fall, it's the disembodied spirits of the fallen angels. I, I don't know where they come. I don't know whatever it was, but I do know this. They are real. And you know what? We, li- we love them. We love our demons. We pet our demons. We let our demons, we say, well, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I, I was made. That's just, I've always been like this. My dad was like that, and I'm like, well, folks, you just, <laughs> it's not supposed to be like that, right? But we have, we have so little teaching and so little understanding of it, sadly. And I don't even know what I'm doing talking about it, other than they are real. You don't think Fauci's demonic? Huh? Now, is he a real demon? He's certainly controlled by one. Uh, he might be one of those kings of the earth. Who knows, right? Huh? You think those guys run? Come on. Come on. Folks, power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. You don't think those guys in Washington, D.C. get drunk on power? You don't think that's demonic? You don't think when they begin to feed on a little bit of that power, they don't want a little bit more of it? Do you think the devil and that demon is ever satisfied? You think Hillary Clinton's in her right mind? Do you really think that? You think Barack Obama was in his right mind? You really think that? You think Joe Scarborough? Is, you think Brian Stelter, Stelter, whatever his name is on? See, you think he's in his right mind? You really think that? Folks, come on. It's sad that the church doesn't, doesn't even talk about this kind of stuff. You don't think there's a demon of alcoholism and addiction? You don't think there's a demon that makes men masturbate? You don't think that's a demon? You don't, you don't think there's a demon? Huh? Come on! A lust demon? Demon of anger? You don't? Come on. Come on. You're grown up, aren't you? That's what we're wrestling Amen. against. This is what we're wrestling against. And if we would begin to understand, it doesn't matter what, folks, it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever that urge is, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can say no. You can say no. If you're scrolling in the computer and some naked broad jumps up on your computer, you can walk away. You can click. You can click to something else. The Bible says that for every temptation, God provides a way out. There's a way out. Where does the temptation come? Well, it comes from the eye gate and the ear gate. It comes through our senses, but it comes through thoughts. How do those thoughts? I don't know, but Jesus told us to take captive every thought. So evidently, some of these Thoughts are just flying around in the, flying around out there. He said, you better grab that one. You better grab that one and get that one under control. You take captive of that thought and you bring it into the obedience of Christ. And it goes back to what we were talking about last week where we said what? No weapon formed. No weapon formed. No demon weapon formed against you is going to prosper means, meaning going to be successful. It's not going to be successful. Doesn't mean it isn't going to be formed, shaped, and fired directly at you. Because the devil knows how to get you. Those demons know how to impact you. And they're going to be fired at you. But they ain't going to do what they're trying. They're not going to be able to do it. Oh, they're going to keep firing at you. They're going to be like a hen. They're going to keep picking at your toes. They're going to keep pecking at you. And they're going to keep pecking at your brain. But it ain't going to. If you're a child of God, they're not going to prosper. They ain't going to be able to do what it did. So this whole idea of, of demonology and evil spirits and taking authority. Folks, this stuff's so real. He said, I gave you power to shred over scorpions and all the power of the enemy. These scriptures are popping up in my head. I don't have them right in front of me, but I could show you this. What, what, pardon me, what do you think he's talking about? I give you the power to tread on scorpions. When's the last time you saw a scorpion? I give you power to tread on scorpions. All the power of the enemy. Why? Because it's out there. The scorpions are out there in the form of demons. Demons. 
I asked people, uh, oh, I got my, my guardian angels watching. I'm so you believe in angels, but you don't believe in demons? How can that be? How can that possibly be? Other than the churches don't talk about it because we don't know what we don't know what to say. You don't think you don't think there's a demon controlling Jeff Zuckerberg? You don't think there's a demon controlling that freak at CNN? What was his name? Uh, the guy that just fired. You don't think that freak is a demon? Come on, come on. You don't think Michelle Michelle Obama? You don't think she's demonically controlled? What? That'll scare you. You think you don't think Trump has demons? Uh, come on! You're a big boy. You don't think you do? Hmm. Wow, well, Emma, come on in. I don't even know how I got on this, but I'm gonna ride this horse, man. Go ahead, Emma. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to pulling down the strongholds, and that is one of the biggest weapons is prayer. But another one is the blood of Jesus. If we pray the blood of Jesus over ourselves, Tom and I do this every night, even over our herd of goats and our cats and dogs, Amen. even over our house and everything that comes into it. Because you bring in mail. Where's that mail come from? Oh, boy. We get so much that we just burn. You know, we just get rid of it because it's Amen. not useful to us and it's not good. <laughs> us to look at some of it so the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god casting down imaginations we're, hang on yeah. emma where is that somebody tell me where is that casting down imaginations and every high and lofty thing go ahead emma so i find that for me it's 10 4 and 5 second corinthians 10 4 and 5 pull that up there right. keep going emma the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down every vain imagination that sets itself up against God. And see, some of us do have uh, those familiar spirits, but we can be delivered from them. Yes, I mean, if we only knew about it, right? Go to, yes. go, to, go, to, go to verse 2. Go to verse 2 there in Second Corinthians. Yes. It's, it's but I beseech you that I may not be bold while that I'm not be bold when I'm present with that confidence worth, I think, to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Paul said, I ain't like y'all. I'm sorry, but I ain't like y'all. I don't walk according to the flesh. He says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare. They're not fleshly, but they are mighty through God to what? Pulling down a strongholds. Well, what's a stronghold? Strongholds are a way of thinking, a belief system. So we have ability to pull down strongholds, and we do what? We cast down. We cast down. We break down and control imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against, there's the key, the knowledge of God. What do you know about God? Because if you don't have any knowledge of God, you ain't casting down anything, right? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against what you know about God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Scroll up six. Scroll down there, Spencer. I don't know how I got on this today. This is good, right? Said, so you look at things on the outward appearance? You look at that guy thinking that's just this guy acting like that? Huh? If any man trusts to himself that he's Christ, let him think of himself this again, that as he is Christ, so we all are Christ. For though I should boast somewhere more of our authority which the Lord has given us for edification, not destruction. I should not be ashamed that I might, may not seem as I would terrify you by letters. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel Reggie busting trying to get in. Come on in, Reggie. No, I just, there was a couple of things I wanted to say. You're on this subject because Stephanie and I were discussing this exact same subject last night. And uh, what something has not been done that we're going to actually try to plan, but I'm not going to mm. speak that out loud right now. By the way, by the way, Reggie, real quick, I got my Ethiopian Bible yesterday. Go ahead. Isn't it huge? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. So, um, well, real quick, again, going back to the churches, they were infiltrated. They use our desire for community to program all of us throughout the world to not understand the demonic. Yeah, okay. make, a, make somebody like you a kook, right? You're yeah, a kook. the early church knew about Stephanie's this. They a kook. Knew how to, yeah, they knew how to command. They knew how to get them away from them. They knew how to cast them out of true Christians. They Okay, so 
one of the things that comes to mind a lot and I hear it all the time is, I don't know why I always attract these same men, why I'm always sexually abused. You're a magnet from the first time you were ever um, abused or uh, um, maybe had sex outside of marriage or performed some kind of sex acts. This is what just one aspect of familiars. You're like a beacon and you're always going to have those, mm. those spirits come into your life and you will never break the cycle until you understand that and are able to cast that out of you. Mm. So people don't understand this. They think you're crazy when you tell them these things. It's like they're, you're, you're telling them the sky is green and they're like, huh? because of the programming that we have all been subjected to through our Christian churches. We have no clue how all this works. And it's energy. Teaching his commandments, the doctrines of man, making the word of God of none effect. I'm going to get to that here in a second. That's what I, by the way, that's, that's the theme this morning. It's amazing. Holy Spirit's amazing. Randy, come on in, Randy. Coach, we can only walk in the, level of authority that we put on the armor of God. And and that we know we possess, right, Randy? The level of authority that we know we possess. That's that's how it works, Coach. You can't cast demons out if you only have on a helmet of salvation. You've got to put on the whole armor. You've got to pick up the sword. You've got to use the shield. And and a lot of Christians have no authority in that realm because they're not willing to put on the whole armor of God. Mm. You can't just put a helmet on and headbutt. Is that right, Randy? Yeah, that doesn't work very long. And coach, one other one other thing is we want to we want to say that you know no weapon against us will prosper, but that's the same thing. You know, if you open yourself up to uh, oppression, demonic oppression, you're you can't prosper. So you, no. you, Christians, I don't believe can be they can't be possessed in their body, but they they can be oppressed a Amen. lot. And that's a true, mind. a true holy, a true Christian filled with the Holy Spirit cannot be possessed, but they can be oppressed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They can be oppressed, yes, right? Yes, and you have the power within you to to be able to do away with it. But by the way, uh, quickly, Spencer, see how quick you are, Webster. Let's go to Mister Webster and see what this means to prosper, because we think that money, we think money, we think that makes money. No weapon against you shall prosper. Prosper means what? To grow or increase, to thrive, to make gain. Get it? It's like a tr- uh, uh, ear of corn prospers. You put a seed in there, it prospers. It reproduces, it grows, it increases. So no weapon formed against you is going to grow or increase. It's not going to be successful. It's not going to make the gain that it was meant to make. You understand? It, but we have to have the mindset and take captive those thoughts. Silver, this is good, man. Go. Coach, the uh, the Holy Spirit's been all over me yesterday and today. And you know that uh, my big thing is prayer. And the in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 16, 17, and 18, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. For Thessalonians five, what? Five, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. <clears throat> okay, now, folks, hang on. I'm going to go into Mark Trump territory here a minute. All right. Praying without ceasing means taking captive every idle moment of your time and focusing on God. I believe praying doesn't mean now I lay me down to sleep. I believe it means to remain in, remain in constant communication with the Lord. That's, that's what I believe. Getting to that know means. him. That's right. If you know him, you will be in. He, he will be speaking to you all the time, folks. Amen. Right? Now, look, folks, look, look. Mark Trump territory here. What if there are, what if there's electronic wavelength power in rejoicing evermore? What if there's power, electronical, electric, you know what I'm saying, and praying without ceasing? What if there's power and energy that goes against the dark forces in everything giving thanks? What if those things are more than just ways we're supposed to behave, but rather actually weaponry, power, pushing back against the forces of darkness? What if we would not quench not the spirit? 
What if we were to despise not? What if these are all versions of weaponry that we're shooting out? We don't. We don't get. We don't understand it. Amen. Amen. Because see, the enemy is trying to discourage us, right? So how do you fight that weapon? Through encouragement. Encourage yourself in the Lord, right? It's a. It's a force. It's a. It's a spirit. It's a. It's something we. We don't want to get Craig. Come on in, golly, this is good, making me think. Well, coach, you gave a great example of a dissertation of, of how to deal with spiritual warfare because you didn't quote verse; you quoted the scriptures because the scriptures rest in your spirit and they reside Amen. in your mind, and that Amen. is that's the mightiness, and that's how Christ dealt with Satan. So you know we need to be geared up. Did, did you have a playbook that you sent out at every huddle to say, hey, guys, this is this is the next play. Look at, you know, no, it, you taught them. It was in their mind. We said we're going to do X, Y, Z, and boom. And that's what we need to be. We need to be at that level for the days that we're in right now. Amen. Amen, Craig. Say, hey, see that Amen. you don't render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both you, among yourselves and all men. There's your weaponry. There's your weapon. Now, re- listen, it doesn't mean not to fight back. That doesn't not in, render evil for evil. It doesn't mean you don't ever fight back. But if they're lying and stealing, you don't turn to lying and stealing. That's evil. That's not, that's not how you fight back. Debbie, come in. Morning. I, you know, I was always raised, well, I wasn't raised in the church so much that ever, ever spoke about the reality of evil spirits or demons or something just wasn't talked about. And I didn't, I always believed that happened to somebody else. I would never see one. I would never hear one. I would never know one until I had an experience in the hospital where a friend of mine's mother who absolutely really detested me. She's a, like a card carrying narcissist um, actually came out of the room. That's a spirit by the way. You're right. Came out of this person's room. I was standing by the nurse's station, started to berate me. She's a taller woman than I am and a bigger woman, not huge, but it was almost like she got bigger in a way. And for three hours, she berated me, ranted at me and and the whole thing. I had no sense of time. I thought maybe it was five minutes. I really mm. lost all sense of time. I was told I probably didn't say four words till finally one of the nurses who'd been watching called security and had her uh, leave me because I <clears throat> I was an employee of the hospital and they had watched all this go on and I truly um, mm. had no idea of time and space. And until I experienced that, that made me a believer that there was something beyond me that really just takes control of the whole situation, almost sucks the air out of what's going on. Amen. So, folks, great, 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 Debbie. So, listen, folks, listen, listen. I I began to do this years ago when I would get into a debate or an argument. I would, uh, under my breath, ask the Lord. Is this a spirit? Or what spirit am I dealing with here, Lord? Because, folks, you know how sometimes you get in one of those debates and you know you ain't winning? And you can't debate a spirit. I'm going to say that again. You can't debate a spirit. So that's where you got to realize what you're dealing with and decide whether or not uh, you're going to continue. It's going to bring more peace to you than you realize. Don't, Don't argue with the spirit. Understand the spirit that you're working with. Paul, come on in then, Larry. <clears throat> Dr. Paul, your hand's up. Didn't mean to be? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. I was, That's all right. Mr. Silver is absolutely correct on that. I think that when I'm feeling uh, overwhelmed or anxious, it's exactly what I do. I, I'll actually get on my inversion table and say the rosary. Yeah, because um, listen, the demon will wear you out. The demon will uh, arguing with the demon will wear you out, folks. Yeah, well, they've been doing that lately, and uh, yeah. 
Mrs. Uh, Reggie, I, I don't know if you understand the uh, wisdom that she has. Um, I do. Um, I think we're, I think we're beginning to Paul. Hey, Reggie, are you coming Wednesday night? You get to meet Paul. You Are you and Dennis coming up? Hope you are. Hope you can. Anyway, the reason why I say this, it's, it's a very deep, evil thing, this whole child sacrifice, this abortion, yep. this child trafficking mm. thing. This is, you know, that woman on there that you showed. I mean, she, I mean, that's where these people go. And this that's is what they I'm are dealing with my whole life. <laughs> and I think it's the elephant in the room that people can't face. People can't face this kind of thing, this kind of evil, unless they've experienced it. And once you've experienced it, it seems like your whole life gets, yep. and it just gets overwhelmed with it. Know so, what you're dealing with, man. We got to know what we're dealing with. Amen. Larry, come on then, then Mark. Yeah, I, I, it, it's amazing how accurate Stale Sober's scripture and your take on it and everything is, because see, the brain, the human brain is, is constructed where it can effectively do one thing at a time. Yeah. If you're focused on things of the Lord, if you're focused on listening to the Lord, if you're focused, that pray without ceasing doesn't mean on your knees with your fingers. Amen, Amen Larry. How, how, how religious Amen. you are. Praying without ceasing, like you said, is being in constant two-way communication with God, listening mm-hmm. to the instructions to you and then for the most part i try to make it asking questions about those instructions instead of making making comments to him about those instructions and how to them. And uh, obeying those instructions. people spend their prayer time trying to improve <laughs> god's instructions to them <laughs> amen mark trump come on in <clears throat> then then clay coach i mean uh <clears throat> I was inspired to do a little search on darkness and do a study on darkness. And the context of darkness through the Bible is exactly what you would think. It's opposite light. So when when Christians become unable to shine their light, they still have light. The context of darkness is, is you can have light and darkness. Darkness covers up your light. So what's happened to the church is they've been covered with darkness. Hmm. Okay, they're not shining. And you can't see anymore because of the darkness that's on the face of the earth. In the beginning, there was darkness until the light separated it. Okay? So even though our brothers can have darkness, it covers up the light in their eyes, Coach. They still have the light. Yes. But they're covered with darkness from everything you men are saying. They dim them. They dim the light, don't they, Mark? We are spirits intertwined in darkness. Our light, once we take on Jesus, becomes light in our spirit. Mm. The darkness are the demons. They are surrounding our spirits, keeping our flesh quiet. Wow. Okay, so what Reggie is doing is addressing the spirits of people, not people. The spirits are what's driving us. Okay? And that's what the demons are, the spirits that drive us. And some of us are completely covered in darkness. There is no light left. Those are the possessed. Make sense? In the beginning. Unbelievable sense, darkness. Huh? Amen. Yeah. Now, y'all do your own search at home. Look up darkness and look at the Bible verses. It's it's gonna you're gonna mm. feel it in your stomach if you have light. You mm. will feel it. Amen. Mark, somewhere it says in there to appeal to the spirits and uh, spirit of God and live. I can't remember where it is, but see, somebody just said something. It's amazing, isn't it? That stuff's in me. It's amazing the number of times as this show goes on, somebody's talking. And a scripture comes to me. How does that happen? How does that happen? Other than the Holy Spirit. Larry, I'm in pray, I'm praying without ceasing. I'm in constant communication with the Lord. He taps me on the back. And I, I know that voice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, boom, right? 
Folks, we're supposed to be in that type of relationship. That's what it means to pray without ceasing. Come on in, Clay. It's very important that we remember that Scripture tells us to uh, take captive every thought. I had to do that within the first minute of being awake this morning. Hmm. Whenever you have that negative energy coming at you, you got to take captive of that. And those that are not really familiar with the term familiar spirits, uh, a good movie series is The Lord Hmm. of the Rings. And if you look at that series where whoever comes into possession of that ring has an intimate relationship that builds through the connection with that ring. And then if he, even if it passes on to somebody else, if they get around it or near it, that familiar spirit is trying to come back on them and they're tempted by it. And that's why mm. in the movie they call it, they're precious. You, you know, Clay, I, I, I had a friend one time who was really into the Lord of the Rings. And, and what was the other one? Uh, those, the two movies. Anyway, uh, I never... And I realize now he never made the spiritual connection. He never made that spiritual connection to what the Lord of the Rings was talking about, about it being a relationship with, with Lord, with spirits. He never made that association from the movie to life. He never, never made that connection. It's really kind of sad. That's probably a movie that would be worth all of you watching, the Lord of the Rings, from a Christian perspective. Watch that and think Christian perspective. And I think you'll find it very, very enlightening. Go ahead, Jeff. Come on in, and Rochelle. Coach, that was pretty neat. And Mark talked about the darkness. I'll use this as a quick example. Twelve years every weekend at that strip club. You talk about darkness, evil. But we was always prayed up, and we had people sitting at home. Our wives would sit at home and pray for the whole two hours on a Friday night, from nine to eleven. People in the church praying. We had guys come into town, Alan Hoyle, different guys. They'd come in. We'd stop there in the middle of the day on Sunday after church. Alan would go up and anoint them, just pray over that building that no harm would come to us over and over and over. I mean, people have, through that place have been shot. Their houses burnt down. A bomb went off one night. But 12 years, the Lord protected us. I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. said, aren't you guys afraid of being killed out there? Yes, like, we are. No, the Lord <laughs> Coach likes to suck some big old dick. You do, punk. That was in your face when you guys walked in there. I said, no, we prayed up out in the parking. He just reminded me of Tom George, a strip club owner. You know what I mean? I dealt with him for 12 years. It's, oh, it's a, That's right, man. It's the spirit behind him. It's the spirit behind him. Stephanie, come on in. Morning, everybody. Hey, Coach. Hey. Um, I just wanted my familiar spirits. A lot of time, the witches all use this, and a lot of times they use the animals, um, cats, dogs. I mean, it could be anything, but they call us. I I had a cat that was named Sterling. That was my favorite cat. That seemed to, whenever I was doing any kind of magic, would always like kind of come around and lay on my lap or walk <laughs> around the circle. Heck, I used to literally put him on my shoulder on a leash and he would go up to my circle with me on that Nephilim mound and he would help me. Only I thought it was like a cat. I knew I thought they kind of make it seem like that's cool, that that is your, that can be passed along through different animals with people. They, they And they seem to help and, and they call it a familiar spirit. Well, the Stephanie, the, the demons at the Gad, at, and the Gadarenes went into the pigs, right? So they went in, they exactly. went into animals for sure. Because, yeah, it is because it's so easy to do. And a lot of times demons can go into animals. You need to be praying over your animals. They are very easily able to go in there and they watch. Demons, because, folks, a demon needs a body. A demon needs a body. Yes, they, they always, they don't want where they are. They want to get into, into a body so they can do things because they're, they're stuck outside all the time. So they're jealous and they hate us and they want to be able to do what we do. They don't want to, they know where they're going to end up going eventually. So they want to tear us up. Demons have senses. If anyone out there has ever had a dog or a horse, okay, does that dog or horse or that animal that you've known, doesn't it know your feelings? You walk into a room and they mm. know demons are like that, people. They have the senses of like a lion. They can smell your fear. They can smell your anger. And they wait and they watch. And then they go from other people outside of you 
to kind of, that's how they do it. It wow. seems so confusing. It's Good so illustration. That's, that's a great illustration. But I just wanted to throw that out there on the table. That's just my opinion on what I've oh, dealt oh with. Boy. Great illustration. Our <laughs> animals do feel our emotions, don't they? They do feel those for sure. Wow. Wow. Let's off a new AG in here, Coach. Come on in, Rochelle. Um, hey, good morning, team. Um, the great topic. Um, I, I kind of think that maybe we were all in darkness at, you know, I think we were kind of born that way. Um, but it, it's up to you where you go. And even if you're maybe not hearing, um, like a lot of you guys may alienate some people who, you know, they're not, they might not be in that season, let's say, right. But, um, start seeing the, the weapons, uh, the fruits of the spirit are our weapons is I think what you're saying, coach, when you've got peace and joy and patience, kindness, self-control, uh, faith, fear of the Lord, I'm, I'm, you guys, I'm, I'm sure y'all are naming them. Um, but you know, and, and everything give thanks and quelch not the spirit. These are some things that you just do. Just do, you don't have to have um, instruction on doing this. You just do it. Amen. Amen. And folks, listen, one of the biggest things that you're all fighting, we are all fighting, which was the topic what I was going to get to today, but we'll get to it maybe tomorrow, is uh, your dogmatic beliefs. They, they, sometimes, I'm just telling you, friends, some of you out there think you got it all right. And you don't. And nobody got it all right. Come on in. Uh, let's see your top turf, Teddy. Um, thank you. Um, I, uh, uh, I've, demons use deception as their main tool. Right. And when there is no further possibility of doing so successfully, these demons manifest themselves demonstratively, as we saw in the video. Uh, we need to be in the anointing of God. Otherwise, it is difficult for us to discern the deception when it appears from seemingly normal persons. Amen. Very true. Very true. That's right. He comes up. We know that the Bible tells us the devil comes as an angel of light sometimes, right? Often that demon comes in a way that you would never expect it through somebody that you would never expect it. We have to be really, really careful. Good thought. Janine, come in. And Jeff. Jeff Nairs. Um, many people think just because we see a demon that they're, um, possessed by something, but actually when you think about it, what is the pharmaceutical companies doing to us? What are the hospitals doing to us in revelation 20 to 15 sorceries actually means pharmacy, uh, uh, pharmacia. Yes. Look how many people are on so much drugs. My husband drives a bus and a city bus, and I'm telling you, he the stories he comes home with on people that are on the medications. They'll stand in 20 below weather, talking to themselves, and it, it, it's just unbelievable what we're experiencing. And here we're chasing demons. Well, let's chase down the the hospitals. Let's get rid of those. Let's get rid of the doctors who are passing all this stuff out. Amen. Amen. Well, we, until we realize what it is, right? People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We've got to recognize that it's a spirit, principalities and powers. It's not just some little inky dink spirit. We've got some big boys we're dealing with here. Come on in, Jeff. Hey, good morning, coach. Uh, good morning. A couple, it's like a couple months ago or something. We did it. We did a show on demons. Maybe it's longer than that. And yes. it was naming them. Yes. Do you, yes. Do you, do you recall the name of that show where we could get it, or there was a list? There was a list. Of uh, yeah. Names. Yeah. That was from Doc Marquis, uh Seven uh, Principalities of Hell. Seven. Uh, I think. I think hell. somebody. I think if somebody could Google that, they could find that for me right now. Uh, Seven Principalities of Hell from Doc Marquis. I have it somewhere in my in my file. That's what it was, Jeff. Yeah. I remember yeah. on that show I was driving. I couldn't get it. So thank you. All right. Seven Principalities of Hell. Julie. Good morning, Coach. Morning. And team, isn't there a scripture that says, I'm not sure exactly where it's at, but doesn't it say like when you drink strong drink that that opens the door for 
um, the evil to come in? Uh, I think the principles there, I don't know if there's exact scripture that says that. Uh, they call, by the way, they call liquor spirits, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, they, they used to be the sign they would put up when outside of a bar. Spirits. Spirits. Wow. It's pretty revealing. Craig, you got your hand up. You still want back in? Coach, it's on your website. I posted it in the queue, your seven principalities. It's on your Thank website. You. It's on my website, seven principalities of hell. It's good. Larry. Yeah, I, I wanted to say two things. One is in reference to Mark's darkness and light. You know, we have to realize some truth about darkness and light. Darkness does not overpower light. Amen. Darkness, darkness is the absence of light. Right. Now, if you have one little candle in a fairly small room, you can almost see well enough to, to figure out what's going on in that room. And right. you might not need additional light to function properly. But if you have one little candle on a very, very dark night in the middle of a woods and it's cloudy and there's no moonlight or anything coming through, one little candle is not going to do much to help you navigate and get along and function. So we have to learn to take our light this, you mean and this, let this, God this, expand. This little light of mine? This little light of mine? That's right. Now we're supposed and, to be a we're supposed to be a spotlight, aren't we? Yeah, and um, and then the and then the other thing, yeah, we're supposed to be a, a a light on a hill, and you know I think I've explained before that back in the olden days of warfare, they quit fighting at night because you couldn't see good enough to 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 effectively kill your enemy at night. So at nighttime, they would take and build big fires on the top of hills so that your soldiers they should know generally what direction they're supposed to be going for their lines they could find their home camps. That's what the light on the hill is all about. It's not about a, a searchlight pointing at somebody's fault and say, hey, look, here's a fault, here's a fault, here's a fault. Oh, that person has a fault. No, a light on the hill is so you can find your way back to your side. Now, mm -hmm. obedience is, is key in this business between spirits and us. Now, our, our warfare is spiritual and all that and everything, which is true, but we are to learn to be obedient to the Spirit of God, because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God, or the sons mm. of God, as the Bible says. Now, the converse mm. is true. As many as are led by the Spirit of evil, as these are the children of evil. And guess what? The children of evil have been taught a whole lot better lesson and have been made much more uh, obedient to their leadership than we have to our leadership because our quote leadership for the most part here in the United States for the past hundred plus years has been leading us to follow the enemy. Wes, come on in. Uh, two things real quick. Uh, on the topic that we're on now, a really good researcher on YouTube, his name is Dr. Bill Schneblin. I'll put the link in the chat. And then the other thing is, if you want to see demon, demonic oppression, I'll send you a video of when I tried to put my nieces in tablet timeout. <laughs> I bet that's something to see. Oh, buddy, there are demons in those tablets. we got to be careful of that. Debbie and Joe. You know, I've been listening to a lot of people speak about how they've programmed the masses through all of this lockdown and the masks. And, and, and one guy was talking about how the demonic spirits operate on the lower vibrations of depression, anxiety, fear, all of that that they use, that that's how they operate. And they can't operate in love and hope and faith in the Lord and, and all of this. And so what it was almost like the Holy Spirit said to me, what do you think the whole Bible is about? It's about teaching you to stay out of that vibration. God wants you not to be in that vibration because he doesn't want them to come after you. He wants you under his wing. So he what do they what does the Bible teach? No anxiety, faith in the Lord, have no fear. And so and it, it just was like this huge revelation of that's the very simplicity of what the whole Bible's trying to teach us. Amen. And they can't get you if you're 
in the Lord like that. So take captive Amen. every thought, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And please, for the love of God, don't repeat everything you hear the devil tell you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.